Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Poets World Podcast. This is your host, Matt Foster, for all those who didn't know. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm talking about being limitless as God created you to be. You know, this one is for all those who have a dream. You know, you may have told that dream to family members, co-workers, colleagues, neighbors, and even a significant other. And they all probably looked at your dream and laughed at it and told you it was a pipe dream. Not knowing that your dream has the potential, the very true potential to come true. You just got to put that potential into your dream. You are full of potential. You are limitless in potential. And you got to put that potential in your dream to make it come to pass. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get into it. How you doing, man? Hey, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Um, I do apologize for the uh, inconvenience of everything. It's been a busy couple of days um, getting my equipment you know, repaired and everything like that, so I do apologize about that. Um, oh, no problem, man. Hey, I'm an audio guy, so I understand how that can go. <laughs> also, I read some of your, um, your uh, excerpts from your book, C67, man. It's a very touching. Yeah. It's a very touching book. It's a very touching story, and everything. Oh, I appreciate it, man. That's that's really that means that means something. I I, you know, you never know. You never know until you know until you write it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's how I was with my very first book. But uh, if you're ready to get started, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you. You know, to the audience, to the listeners, and everything like that. So um, yeah, let's go for it. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, your host, Matt Foster of the Poets World Podcast. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm joined by a very special guest, author, and writer of C6C7. I have the amazing, the legendary Andrew Kloniger. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. How, how are you doing, man? It's, it's great to finally meet you and, and uh, be able to chat about it, that's for sure. Oh, it's been it's been it's been hectic the last few days. Um, had a few down moments, you know. Like I was reading your book when I was going through a um a bit of a phase of depression, and it really helped lift me up from a dark place. And um, I just want to say thank you for sharing your book uh with me. You know what I mean. And but I want to also have you get on here and share some of your excerpts with the audience, the listeners, so they can. Uh, hear your your harrowing experiences, your powerful story, and you know uh, get to you know find this amazing book. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you know, there's, you know, you know, sometimes you know when you go through the fire, that's where that's where you learn who you are. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you know you don't know how 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 uh, deep you can dig until you do it. You know, and so. I was, you know, I, I don't know. It was, it was a very interesting thing. Cause I was just going through life like, a, you know, normal and, you know, just kind of working and doing my thing and, and, you know, being a good husband and father and, 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 and then, you know, it was almost like, you know, you know, something, you know, I had this accident and, 
and it was like it, everything changed for me. It was, it was quite, quite, um, you know, it was quite the you know, change, you know, for me and 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 how how um, the trajectory of my life was was going. So you know, it's a very interesting thing. And my thing is, I was going to publish an episode just a few days ago before I um, had to go into work. I was in the middle of re- pre-recording. Um, and I, I labeled this this episode, what do you do when life throws a wrench into your plans? Right. You know, yeah. like, what do you do when everything that you have worked so hard for just goes left? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, so. Oh yeah, man. I mean, and that's, and that's pretty much what was happening. It was like, you know, just, you know, I was, you know, going to work, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, like everything, you know, checking all the boxes and, you know, and then it was like, okay, uh, we're on a left turn, you know? And, and it was like, okay, what do you, what, what do you want from me? You know, like what, what more can I give? You know? And, and, and that was when, that was when, you know, um, my faith came involved and my, in my, um, you know, my support system came involved because if I didn't have them, it would, it would have, it would have been a, it would have been a tragedy as opposed to, uh, you know, something to, to, to work through. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, and I think, I think writing, writing the book, especially, um, caused me to, to, to look back a little bit, but also, you know, look forward, you know, it, it was, I was able to put some things behind me by writing it, but also, you know, I was able to count my blessings as well. Yeah. Because our traumatic experiences, you know, uh, can, can get us to think in a, like real dark space, you know what I mean? A real dark place. But when we reflect on them as we're going through the healing, as we're going through the recovery, as we're, you know, bouncing back on our feet financially, emotionally, physically, um, we started this, we start seeing, you know, the silver lining of things. We start counting our blessings. We start realizing where we were blessed at because you could have lost your life ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there was points, there was, uh, you know, uh, especially there was some, some particularly health, uh, related issues, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I was, um, I was, um, I was at least 420 pounds. Um, some of it was because of the steroids. Some of it was because of, um, choices that I made, you know, and, and, you know, that was, that was a part of it. You know, I was sitting there, you know, in my, in my easy chair, you know, with broken, basically a broken neck and just sitting there going, okay, I got to do something different. <laughs> you know, there's, there's gotta be a change. You know, I was pre-diabetic. I, I had uh, what they call lymphedema and uh, which is when your lymph nodes don't work, you know, so you, you get fluid in your legs and things like that. And so, I really had to um, get a good team around me, and um, you know, to this day, I'm I'm under 200 pounds, and and uh, I'm not diabetic any, you know, pre-diabetic anymore, and and I've got my lymphedema under control. So those are things that I had to I had to dig deep, and I had to I had to um, you know be disciplined about, and and get get you know get my health under control. 
so that, you know, I could do the healing process as far as my neck goes and my, the PT and the OT that I had to do to get my, my arm strength back. Cause you know, it was, it's interesting cause my right, my right arm was okay. And I have like, I had over a hundred per, uh, pounds per square inch grip on my right hand and my dominant hand. And on my left hand, I had 37 pounds per square inch. So it was, it's all, you know, it was like really low. And, um, you know, I had, I had a really great, uh, PT guy. His name was Adam Ellis and, uh, up, um, you know, where I live, uh, up in Rochester, New York. And, uh, and he, he, uh, you know, he gave me some really good exercises and some encouragement and he got me back together, you know, and, and, um, you know, that was, that was, uh, that was big for me, you know, once I was able to, cause you know, I'm a musician as well. And so that was like my main, uh, expression was, uh, you know, cause I used to, for, for poetry, I used to, I used to write a lot of songs. That was kind of how I kind of got my foray, you know, my foray into, into, in, into writing. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I started at a pretty young age. I was, I was writing, I started writing probably like around sixth grade, you know, and kind of putting some things together and trying to figure it out a little bit, you know, I'd copy up like famous poems and stuff like that, trying to get the form down. And so that was kind of like my, my first foray into it. But yeah, it was like, I lost the ability uh, during this time period to even play uh, my instrument, which is uh, guitar primarily. And so, you know, it was like, it was like, okay, who are you now? Yeah. You know, if that's not your identity, who are you? Yeah. And who, you know, who are you going to be? And, you know, if you can never do that again, what, 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 what is, you know, who are you? You know, cause this, you know, this is something that I, you know, I was somewhat known for and, and, uh, you know, and so it was like, you know, uh, digging deep was, was the, the most important thing, you know, and, you know, I have faith and that was one of the things that helped me through it. But also, you know, I have a great wife and, and a great kid and, and they were, they were there every step of the way. And, and, you know, you know, even in the dark times and even in the, in the times when, when it got pretty dark, it was like, you know, there's still a little bit of light, there's still hope, you know, and that was, that was the most important thing to me was was finding that that little bit of light every single day because you know it, it wasn't always fun you know the <laughs> pt is not fun i don't know if you've ever had to go through it but uh physical yeah. therapy is is a pain <laughs> yeah i had to go so, through it for a for a car accident know, case years ago so yeah i know okay, what you mean yeah yeah so you know man it's not fun and so like you know, working through this stuff, you know, physically as well as mentally was, was quite daunting. And, you know, part of the book too is, is, uh, there's some, uh, illustrations as well, you know, and I use those, you know, those are actually illustrations that I would do to, to focus, you know, I use it for pain management. I still, to this day, I use it for pain management. Um, you know, I was, I was just in New York city, uh, this weekend and, um, you know, it was like, uh, I had a flare up. I had a pretty bad flare up. It was my, um, around my neck. Um, sometimes my, uh, the muscle seize up and, and it's very painful. And, um, and so, you know, 
I just do, I do these little drawings to 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 get my mind off of it and and try to focus on other things besides you know the pain you know my my muscles locking up you know so that's you know that's kind of the thing you know as well um, with the book you know that we're that that we're trying to portray is that you know there's other there's there's so many different as, aspects of of pain relief you know besides yeah you know opiates and some of these other you know these other remedies as they say you know to to try to get you know get your mind in a in a free um spot so that you're not so focused and 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 you know that you don't go down some of these dark paths because sometimes especially when you have chronic pain that that is something that you have to really fight against is is you know not not um you know focus so much on on uh, woe is me but what can i do you know, that's, yeah. that's a very important thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? You got to focus on the positive, man. You know what I mean? So what, what what was the day that you started that, that made you say, hey, I got to get this book, this story shared? You know what I mean? I, I, I have to write yeah. this. You know what I mean? So someone going through my harrowing experience, you know, can see it as a survivor's guide in uh, not just a survivor's guide, but, you know, mm-hmm. a, a beam of light, of hope you know, to help them do the same thing? You know, that's an interesting question because, you know, I, you know, I was, because, you know, I was thinking, you know, when I was, I I was like, I'm going to use this somehow. This has got to be, you know, this experience cannot go to waste. I cannot waste any of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, And I feel like, I feel like it was, I was getting a little bit better. I think, you know, um, you know, it was almost like uh, the funny thing is too, because uh, this happened, um, and I'm still kind of dealing with it, but it's, it happened in uh, 2018. And so, um, you know, this happened. I'm working through all this stuff, and then the pandemic hit. So it was like this one-two punch that was fantastic. You know what I mean? So it was like, it's like okay, um, but. But you know, I was kind of I was kind of living a monk uh, existence already um, because of my health. Uh, I wasn't able to travel very well at the time, and and so you know, when everything shut down, I was kind of like, well, I'm kind of used to this because this is what <laughs> I've been doing for the last couple of years, you know. So you know, I think it was during during the pandemic where I was just like, you know, I was feeling a little healthier, I was feeling a little bit sharper. And, and I was like, this is something I can do. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot to do. And so, um, you know, I was finally able to travel more than 20 minutes, you know, so, um, there's a little town, um, not too far from us, about about an hour away called Watertown and it's near, uh, Ontario Lake, you know, one of the major lake, you know, lakes up, up by us. And, and so, um, my wife and I, we rented, a, um, we rented a cabin, you know, and, and so, you know, I swam with my son every day. We took our dog with us and, you know, it was very, it was very healing for our family as well as, as it was, it was an opportunity for me to, to sit down at the, at the kitchen table there and, and write, and write the story. And, um, you know, it just kind of poured out of me, you know, I think I had it bottled up in my in my head, I was working it out in my head, um, all that time. And it just came out, um, 
you know, the majority of it came out in, in a couple of days. And, um, and then, you know, through editorial, <laughs> through the, through the editorial, uh, process, um, I, I, I ended up adding, uh, six more poems to it. Um, but yeah, the majority of it was written in two days, two or three days. Now so. what's the most emotional and impactful poetry piece, um, out of oh, all man. the excerpts in that book? Dude, uh, there, there are so many, um, let me see. I'm going to, I'm going to, let's see. I'm going to read one for you and try not to, to get emotional here. Um, uh, this is, this is one, um, this one's called uh, caretaker. It's, um, it goes, um, it's hard every single day living with the sick, cutting nails and dressing shirts. Mm. And, and that one that one is about um my you know uh my wife uh she had to you know there were times when i couldn't i couldn't even move my my arms and my you know and i was having trouble um because i was i was i was so obese that i couldn't even i couldn't even cut my toenails and 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 because you know bending over would hurt my neck so bad that I couldn't even I couldn't even stand it and my my wife uh, she took care of me and uh, and I can't repay that you know I can't that's that's the kind of uh, the kind of love that you can't you can't repay there's no way you can um, and you just you just you know, it's just gratitude at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. See, and you, people don't know the importance and the impact of having that special somebody in your life. You know what I mean? Or, or having that family member or that friend in your life that's going to keep you, that's going to be like your uh, cheerleader. You know what I mean? That's going to keep pushing oh, yeah. you to recovery, you know? And everybody else, you notice everybody else abandoned you. Nobody else wanted nothing to do with you. But that one person was right there through it all. That's the type of love, like you said, that cannot be repaid. Oh, man, that's a touch of story, man. That, congratulations to having an amazing wife like that, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say that, you know, I'd like to say that, you know, she is she is actually, you know, I, you know, I'm a little biased, but I think she's one of the best for sure. <laughs> so, but and, you know, and here's another one, too. This one. This one really uh, impacted me quite a bit too. Um, writing it, um, this one, this one's for my son. It says, "Oh, rumble, young man, rumble! So much to teach you. Deep is your heart, mind so sharp." And you know, I kind of, I kind of quoted, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali a little bit because, you know. I mean, why not? I mean, if you can steal, man, you might as well steal from one of the greatest. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, exactly. But, you know, but the thing is, is like, you know, that was one of the most challenging things. You know, is is it like how how you know because young boys, especially, you know, they they like their dads to you know grab them, spin them around, and you know, be a little physical with them and, you know, not, you know, not crazy or anything like that, but, you know, just like, you know, grab them, you know, give them big hugs and all that kind of stuff. And, and I couldn't do it, you know, 
Uh, and so it was like, how do I, how do I, how do I connect with him? And how do I, how do I, uh, you know, be, be the father that I'm, I'm supposed to be, um, when I have these physical ailments and, you know, and I'm still navigating that. I'm still trying to figure it out, but, you know, I'm really trying to, to, uh, you know, be the best father that I can be, even, even though I can't, you know, maybe, you know, show him the affection the, the way that I would like to, you know, and, you know, and we have a, you know, as far as I can tell, we have a, we have a really good relationship and we're, you know, we're, you know, we're working on it every day, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I was like, oh, this is out of my toolbox now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so like, you know, okay, if that tool is out of the toolbox, what new tool do I have to put in the toolbox, you know, to, to help him you know, be the man that he's supposed to be, you know what I mean? And, and, and be better than I, than I am, you know, that was, that's always been really important to me is, is, is teaching him how to be a better man than me. Yeah. Cause you got, you got to continue on a legacy. And I think the problem with a lot of kids today is they don't have that structure. They don't have that, uh, that nurturing relationship of both mom and dad you know, to encourage them to, you know, uh, believe in themselves and not just that, to be better people, you know what I mean? To be the light of the next generation. Um, You know, so that's why it's good that you instill that legacy within him, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's days, you know what I mean? So, but, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things, you know. We, you know, we, we really try our best, and 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 I think, I think that you know that's that's one thing that I've been thinking about, especially with this book and you know some of the other um, projects that I have going on. It's like, it's like that's the the thing is, what kind of legacy am I going to leave? You know what I mean? Like, you know, if if you know for whatever reason, if if my you know, you know, if I, if things get cut short, you know, you know, what kind of, what kind of legacy am I going to leave him? What kind of legacy am I going to leave, you know, this world, you know what I mean? And so I think, I think I was always afraid of writing, um, you know, in this way, because I thought, well, that's, that's for, that's for people from Harvard, you know what I mean? Like, You know, that's, you know, that's Yale people, that's, you know, Stanford people, you know, and, and I, and I, and I realized that that's not true at all, you know, that like, you know, some of my heroes, you know, writing wise, didn't go to any of those schools, you know what I mean? They went to the, they went to the school of hard knocks, you know, they they were not people that, you know, like Walt Whitman was a, was a nurse you know, and, you know, Ernest Hemingway was an, was an ambulance driver in World War One. you know, like, th- these are guys that, that to me were, were, um, giants in writing, and, and, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of helped me, too, because, you know, another, another guy that, that has always been kind of in my, in my, um, you know, you know, that I've been a fan of is, uh, Jack Kerouac. And, and actually, you know, he was one of the guys that inspired me, um, to start writing in general. And, you know, cause I, I read, uh, um, uh, Dharma Bums, which is a pretty cool, uh, yeah. pretty cool book. 
and uh, you know, and he also has a um, a haiku book called Mexican Blues, which is pretty interesting. And um, but you know, he he dropped out of college, and and he was basically you know kind of a vagrant you know type person. So it's very interesting, you know, juxtaposition. Um, so you know that was those are you know but the the big impetus of this book though the the big inspiration was i took a college course in modern poetry and uh the, the one of the books that we covered was was called um song of napalm by bruce weigel and he was he was working through his experience in vietnam you know through the um, ptsd and and you know all the all the rigors of war that he had to go through and when I was when I was recovering uh some of the the poems just kind of came to me like almost like you know it's like 20 years later all of a sudden some of the you know some of this you know some of these poems just kind of came back and 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 stuck in my head a little bit and, and you know and it was just like oh this is how you heal and and um you know his book is is a is a kind of a memoir of of haiku and so i kind of took that that thing and i and i was like okay i'm going to try that i'm going to i'm going to see if i can if i can do the same thing or or you know maybe change it up a little bit which you know normally in in haiku um the format is uh 575 and i thought well i'm going to change it up a little bit i'm going to i'm going to try the um the seven five seven uh, syllable for, format, you know, so that I can put a little bit more information in there. Right. Um, you know, obviously Japanese is a little bit different than, than English. So, you know, so we, you know, I, I thought, well, you know, you know, when we're switching it up, we just gotta we just gotta change the rules a little bit. So that's that's kind of where, where we went with it. Yeah, I do agree. You know what I mean? And I love the fact that you have so many influences, so many experiences, you know, to inspire your story and to inspire you to get on the road to recovery and everything like that. So, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. But my thing is, like, I was reading through some of the excerpts and, and it was hard. Like, even though they were short poems, they were short stories. They told a thousand stories. I mean, it, it spoke a thousand words through just a few lines and not like just realizing the harrowing experiences that you like that you went through. Um, I, I, I just couldn't, you know what I mean? I couldn't imagine, you know, hold on, please. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I, my kids were doing something they weren't supposed to, and I had to, I had to literally multitask and <laughs> and to talk to you at the same time and drive them home. Um, but not it's it was one of them. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up an excerpt from. Um, sure, man. Give me a sec here. That it it, yeah. it really blew my mind when I when I read through it. And I, once again, I just want to give a major shout out to you for uh, sharing this, you know, amazing book and everything like that. 
Um, appreciate that. Give me a sec here. My email is acting. Oof. Uh, trying to I'm trying to get it downloaded. Give me a second here. The PDF file takes a little bit of time to download. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. But I read through a few of them. I'm going to touch on one right now. Um, All right. It says, hold on here, just zoomed out on me. A day in the life. The dust lifts. The dust lifts as the six wings. As the axe swings, a flash in my head. Questions as my neck gives way. And and that poetry piece. Right there, you embody the moment you notice the first pain in your neck. Oh, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's vivid, you know, because it's like, you know, it's almost like a slow motion movie for me every day. Like, like I can, I can go back to that, to that moment. And it's like, that's when everything changed, you know, you know, we were, we were just splitting some wood at camp, you know, like nothing, you know, something I've done a million times, you know, and, and, and this time it was different, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of like different like football players or, you know, people like that, that. You know, I just got hit different, you know, or it felt funny or, you know, and, and it was, it was one of those things where I was like, (laughs) the funny thing is, is it was, you know, it happened and I just kept going, you know, because that's the kind of person that I was raised to be, you know, you work through pain, you, you know, uh, and I, and I probably did myself some more damage than, 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 you know, I realized, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like that, you know, how do you know, you don't know, you know, Oh, I just pulled a muscle, no big deal. you know, that's kind of what I felt like at the time. And then, you know, then I, I was like, then I couldn't, you know, it hurt so bad. I couldn't even sleep. And, and, uh, you know, that night. And so I went to the, I went to a chiropractor the next day and they were like, we're not touching you. (laughs) You know, you need to get some x-rays, you know? And, and so, and so, you know, I was in Michigan at the time. Um, and so, you know, 16 hours later, I got back home to uh, upstate New York and, um, and, and I, you know, and then I had to go through the whole, you know, the whole rigmarole of, you know, you know, diet, you know, that people diagnosing me trying to figure it all out and, and, and that kind of thing. And then, and then, you know, coming up with a treatment plan. And that was, that was really the, you know, that was really when the rubber hit the road, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm in for the long haul. I didn't realize, you know, you know, you don't realize how bad it is until you actually see the x-rays, you know, and they were asking me like, were you in an industrial accident? You know, like, yeah, that's how, that's how tore up it really was. And, and what I, what I believe is because 
as an artist, you know, some people are fortunate enough to just be artists, you know, yeah. but most, most artists, they have another job. <laughs> and, and so for me to pay bills and things like that, I've always worked in warehouses and, and, uh, you know, light industrial work is, is always been kind of my forte and, you know, cause I'm good working with my hands and that kind of thing. And so it was just, you know, 20 years of, of, you know, setting up sound systems and, and working, you know, warehouse jobs and that kind of thing. And, and it just took a, a toll on my body and, you know, and not, and not being healthy like I should, I should have been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and so I really, it really, uh, you know, I really, I had to take stock on, on what I had left, you know, and what, you know, and so, you know, doing so really, you know, it pushed me to, to be a better person, you know, for myself, you know, um, along with, you know, my family, but mainly to get myself right. You know, that was, that was really the, the important part. Oh yeah. And I, and I just want to wish you nothing but health, happiness, and joy. Um, on your journey to recovery, you know what I mean? I know this is going to be a long, long road, but um, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story with us um, here on the, on the Poets World podcast, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know who's going through what in any type of situation. You don't know oh, who's no. going through what in any type of situation. And your story, oh, yeah. your story can really save the life of someone else. You know what I mean? Uh, and I hope it does. I hope it, that's that's really what I hope is that you know someone will pick it up when they need it, you know, and and I'll really speak to them and 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 encourage them that it's okay, you know, fire is okay because it refines you. Yeah, you know, it makes you it makes you stronger, you know, but you gotta allow it to, you know, you gotta let it, and that, and that's you know even in you know diversity and even though many of us you know you know, we might suffer from depression or, or we feel low about ourselves. But the fact is, is that adversity is, is okay. You yeah. know, that's, that's a, that's an okay place to be because that means that you're going to get stronger at the end of it, no matter what happens. Exactly. Uh, do you want to share with the listeners where they can find you on social media platforms and where can they find this amazing, awe inspiring book at? So, so, um, you can get, you can check out what I'm doing at um, at uh, andrewkloniger.com or um, or you can check out the book at atmosphereprest.com um, that's coming out on October third and um, you can also check out my I have a I have a, uh, an instrumental band that I'm playing called Renco and you can check them out at renkomusic.com. And uh, we're working on, uh, on our sophomore release uh, that'll come out in the in the coming year. So, yeah, we've got a few things going uh, right now, and and uh, you know, check it out. It'll be fun. Awesome, awesome. And uh, um, that's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to thank you once again. Uh, I want to give a major shout out to the awesome, amazing, awe-inspiring Andrew Kleiniger for this amazing story and this amazing book. I want to thank you for joining us here on the Poets World Podcast and sharing your story, st your inspiring story with the uh, listeners. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Matt. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. 
All right. You have a good night, sir. All right. You too. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Let us begin. A silent moment within the rain. I draw slowly with the roses in my hand. But in yours lies a handgun. The thought of this brings me pain. <laughs> all the time I gave, all the love we invested here, I thought we were on the same page. Your effort and energy I cherish. But to you, I didn't mean a damn thing. I leaned the roses onto your chest. You clenched the gun tighter in your hand. You put the barrel to the very point of my head. The memories of the other day plays in the back of my mind. You were guarded against me just when I thought everything was okay. I never contemplated for a minute that I was walking a fine line. They say that when it comes to love and hate, there's a thin line. You see, but that line can be stretched for trying times. I'm held at gunpoint. I never knew that loving you was a committed crime. And I admit at times that many times I cried, but you never saw it, though. If you asked, I was just fine. Hidden truths in your heart. But I know that they're in fact lies. And what was this for? Why did I even try? I whispered I love you as I closed my eyes. I heard the bang from the barrel sound. Resoundly. As you said. Your goodbyes. Damn. Let us begin. The time has come as the breeze gently blows in a new direction. The secret of adventure and new discovery soon to be uncovered. <laughs> the song of freedom upon the winds as the sun guides me. You're free to join me. But be courageous and wise. You see, it's at your own discretion. Set the sails and let's set off on a new journey. There will be times of joy as there will be also some uncertainty. And... Search of treasures will ride, and though wild waves will crash upon our sides, and tides at times will be treacherous and high, I will be fearless in the eyes of tsunamis as lo long as you're right by my side. As my mate and my best friend, we'll see this adventure through to the very end. <laughs> and even to the stars we'll go. May our legacy forever live on as the stuff of legends that our very story will be someone's inspiration to drive their own aspirations. That they will one day have the fire to bring to life their dreams, creation. But it all starts with a leap of faith. Jump aboard. For this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity will not wait. And may the good Lord guide us along as we set the sails to catch the wind as we drift away. <laughs> may our tale of adventure finally begin again. <laughs> Let us begin. I saw you standing in the rain when you had tears in your eyes. You stood by the bus stop under your umbrella hoping that your pain wouldn't be realized. 
that the mistakes of the past you so could easily hide. <laughs> I watched you from my bedroom window come here to this same bus stop many times before, you see. But when I tried to sum up the courage to greet you, you were already gone. So I saved this rose that I found upon the path in hopes that when I walked home from work the other day that I'd once again see you. Though I thought it'd be under lighter circumstances. I'm so sorry for all the pain that you feel. It's kind of hard to hide that much hurt in those beautiful auburn eyes. I just wanted to bring a little change to your life. I wanted to give you this rose in hopes that it would make you smile. You know, <laughs> in lieu of a proper greeting, I give you a sacred rose from the beaten path. It's a rose that'll bloom stronger as you journey on in faith, love, joy, and in growth. <laughs> you may not know my name by now, but you will find out as time goes on. I watched you as you journey forth through all the hurt. And believe me, you're far more precious than what your ex said that you're worth. I give to you this day a special rose from God's beautiful earth. A dedication that I give from my heart to you. My sacred rose. <laughs>